Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another Nacho Tuesday. Today, I, I have uh, Tom Jordan here with Malcolm. <laughs> uh, today, we're going to discuss uh, customer service and how it can be a great uh, competitive advantage for a company, uh, where even the smallest companies can compete against the uh, big companies out there uh, just by having better customers, a better customer service strategy. Uh, so without further ado, I'd love, Tom, if you could introduce your company and what you guys do over there. Of course. Hi, Andy. Hi, uh, people watching. Uh, yes, yeah, so Malcolm, we are a no-code self-service platform. Um, so we basically help our customers build self-service systems that they can then go on and use with their own customers. So, you know, lots of good reasons for this. It obviously helps our customers scale their customer service offering. Um, you can be more consistent. You can be more efficient. Um, but it's, it's really about, you know, helping our customers improve their, their customer servicing. Um, lots of other benefits. You can you can service those customers twenty four seven, and you know more and more studies these days are showing that actually if a customer can do something themselves online, they prefer to do just that. You know, and they can mm -hmm. with our system they can do it at three in the morning, um, or you know whenever whenever they feel like transacting really. Yep. Yeah, that's a big point too because a lot of people don't want to you know go through a lot of efforts. They don't want to call the dreaded one eight hundred line anymore. <laughs> so. A lot of times, you know, you could find the answers you're looking for, especially if it's a, you know, pretty simple question, uh, pretty simple question and answers. So uh, your platform does a really good job kind of automating some of those processes and making it easier for them. Exactly. Yeah, we, we let people, business owners or people working in product or, or customer service basically build out um, the customer journeys that are kind of happen quite frequently. You know, so if you're an insurance company or if you're a broker or something like that, you know, you're probably going to have various tasks, people changing their yeah. details or submitting their details, that sort of stuff. With our platform, you, you can build those really quickly yourself. You can kind of see how, how they work, change things. You can plug um, journeys into other systems that you might use, Dropbox or Google Sheets, that sort of stuff. Um, and, yeah, you can also build, like, knowledge bases, FAQs, you know, um, all those questions that you get asked um, regularly, you can you can put those up in our system and you can sort of display those to your customers in, in various ways uh, on your website or in a support hub, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, a lot of times it kind of follows the Pareto principle. It's the 80-20 uh, rule, if you will. So, you know, 80% of the questions are going to be about the same small uh, percentage of uh, issues that, that customers repeatedly have. Yeah, exactly. I mean, ever since the internet's been born, right, we've had frequently asked questions. And, you know, I, I always think it's quite funny because sometimes, you know, people see that as as an old, old thing. But actually, you know, most, most Google searches are a question, right? And, and most times you, you talk to a business, it's normally, you know, I have a question, you know, I want an answer. And to the business, chances are, as you say, you know, most people have asked that question before. Um, so, yeah, what we find as well, we, we help a lot of customer service staff kind of get get a lot of those repetitive questions out of the way so they yeah. can actually you know it's kind of win-win because it means the customer gets the answer quicker but it also means the customer service people are kind of freed up to actually spend time on the things that maybe aren't quite as common or trying to need a bit more human intervention definitely not so i guess what got you to where you're at in your career what, what got you down uh, the customer yeah. service path and building well, software? it depends how bored you want to be but i mean when i uh, i was thinking about it this morning actually but so when i was 18 before i went to university i actually got a summer job uh, in the UK, working for a big dental insurer called Booper, and um, and they basically chucked me into the customer service department. So you know, I, I really didn't know what I was doing at the start. But I was answering phone calls and and you know dealing with the post and all that sort of stuff. And mm -hmm. that uh, and I went back there every university holiday, and th and that kind of you know opened my eyes to customer service and all these people sort of phoning up. So that that kind of planted the customer service seed in my head. Um, Again, without trying to bore you too much, um, sort of post-university, I worked for a couple of startups. I worked for AOL, 
and then eventually I set up my own um, sort of marketing uh, digital agency. And we we did initially lots of brand stuff, you know, logo design, websites, Facebook apps, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But a, lo a lot of the clients we were working with, um, you know, banks, insurance companies, energy companies, um, you know, the whole digital explosion was happening. And we actually started to do less and less marketing mm -hmm. stuff with them. And actually more and more of what I guess you could kind of call like digital transformation stuff. So it might be building extranets or building kind of online servicing capability in, into their websites. Um, you know, and we can all remember, right, you know, when banks used to be on high streets and now obviously it's you phone them up or you, you used an app. You know, so we sort of rode that big wave. And, um, you know, a lot of that work was, was you know, big ticket, expensive projects, lots of, uh, you know, spending time with the client, spending time in contact centres and tool centres. So that's kind of where the customer service thing kind of came back to the fore again. So we were like listening to tools and we were in like, you know, feedback sessions with, with customers. Um, and, you know, it's just fascinating. You're actually seeing, you know, you, you particularly larger companies, you can work inside those and think you have quite a good understanding of, of how your customers see you. But actually, yeah. you start talking to customers and, you know, you realise that they're trying to use your website on the phone on their way to work or, you know, yeah. they're on the subway or, you know, they're on the phone to you, but actually they've got, you know, streaming kids in the background and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's very, very eye-opening. Um, so anyway, so we, we, we you know, we've... That for 20 years, we've been building systems like that for, for sort of big, big customers. Um, and obviously, every business is different. Every customer is different. But there is some sort of, you know, commonality across all those projects. And, and myself and my team here started to realize, well, actually, you know, there's a, there's a way, you know, you can store data. There's a way that you can pass data to third parties. And, and all the time, we're making our, our what we call our platform, our underlying technology, better and better. Um, and we've always wanted to kind of offer it to smaller businesses and, and, and also to enable businesses to um, be able to make changes um, themselves. So that's kind of where Malcolm was born from. So we were like, actually, look, we're doing all this stuff for, for, for big customers um, mm -hmm. and very much project based. You know, you build something, you deliver it. And then if they want to change it, well, that would be another phase sort of later. We were like, wouldn't it be great if, if A, we could open this up. So, you know, yep. and it's actually, you know mainly small but maybe big as well to build these things themselves and also big wouldn't it be great if they could just change stuff you know rather than having to come back to us all the time so that, that was kind of the idea really so yeah malcolm is kind of you know it gives you the tools to to build your own self-servicing system that you know historically you might have had to go out to an agency or something like that you know spend a lot of money and time building um yeah and then these days we, we do a bit of both so we have malcolm we also sort of the business behind malcolm also, also does client work um but yeah it, it you know it's it's something we're very passionate about and yeah you know more, yeah. more, every, more and more businesses are basically you know digitizing what they do now yeah a lot of the best founders i've seen actually a lot of them come out of agencies because uh, they spend a lot of time working with uh you know a wide set of customers and they that's very easy from you know when you have that perspective to kind of put yourself in the customer's shoes and understand the problem um, you know, they get, a, they get a, they'll see like a repetitive problem there over and over and over again. And a yeah. lot of times, you know, to your point, they just want to go out and create a solution that would solve all their customers' problems. And they realize that there's actually, you know, a much broader customer base for, out there that they don't even work with that also have the same addressable problem that they could uh, uh, solve with their, their platform that they build internally. Yeah. And it's, it's just a good education. I think it's a great grounding, I think, to, to you know, if, if you are in an agency and, and that agency has a sort of diverse client base, it is fascinating because, yeah, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you can just you can make so many assumptions about what a user or a customer is going to do. Yeah. And actually, you know, 
often you're wrong and often that's that's an education just to sort of you know see that sort of stuff in action so yeah i think i think it's you're right i i mean i see it as well a lot of a lot of startup founders have come come from agency backgrounds and and sort of honed honed their thought process i think maybe during those years and then kind of put it in, put it into a product yeah and uh, marketing people you know one, one thing they're really good at is really understanding the customer service side and i think um you know understanding the customer and you know what they really want um because if you don't understand that you're not going to be good at marketing right so you know, I think customer service, you know, everything kind of starts from there. If you have great customer service, great relationship with your customer, you really, you know, could truly listen to and understand their needs. Um, you know, you could really actually better deliver, uh, deliver on that promise that your product's supposed to deliver on. Um, so I think, you know, customer service really is a strategic advantage for a lot of companies that, you know, to your point, a lot of companies really don't understand their customers as much as they really think they do. Uh, but if they do, then, you know, they're going to be making much better decisions that really align with the interests of their customers. And ultimately, that's where the money comes from. So, you know, I guess in your opinion, how do you see customer service as a strategic advantage for startups and SMBs? Um, a lot of them might have the, you know, they might have the mindset that it costs money to kind of manage a good customer service operation and that they might want to spend their money elsewhere. Uh, what would you say to something like that? Well, I mean, I, I obviously I bang on about this quite a lot, and um, this is a sort of passion topic for, for me. But I, I think customer service is everything, right? I think yeah. actually, you know, a lot of businesses sometimes think that actually, you know, customer service is a cost of doing business, or it's like after sales. And and I I think you know it, it's actually the gift that's hiding in plain sight. It's like, and actually, if you, if you think about your own life, if you think about your own interactions, you know, great great experiences with companies always starts with customer service you know you're in a restaurant you don't know what to order you ask you ask the waiter you're like what what would you recommend you know you you go into a clothes shop and you, and you want some help trying on a jacket or whatever you, you're, you're going to ask for that recommendation and and you know it's a gift i think it, it lets you you know surface your expertise stand out from the competition um you know and actually you know a lot of marketing people will talk about creating engagement right and a lot of a lot yeah. of SMEs and a lot of startups will be kind of doing stuff on, on social media to 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 try and create engagement and for me i'm like you know customer services is the ultimate engagement and if you can get it right up in the front right as part of the of, of the pre-sales mm -hmm. you know um yeah it, it lets you put the blue water between you and the competitors really differentiates you know surface your expertise it's, it's kind of like win-win-win really um so you know yeah i would definitely say startup smbs you know put you know you're, you're probably passionate about what you do because that's why you're a startup and you know you're, you're, you're an smb so surface that you know put it put it out there as, as your sort of big um marketing weapon i would say yeah and especially when it comes to like onboarding uh, what are your thoughts on that well, yeah, I mean, onboarding, obviously, to get to actually on board, you've got to get somebody right who, want, who wants to, to be onboarded. But yeah, completely. I think it's, um, I mean, what, what I've seen back in agency land sometimes is this very big disconnect between what they would call acquisition and then, you know, onboarding and, and customer service and all that sort of stuff, which is where, you know, you spend a lot of money to try and get people in, big sort of flashy TV adverts or whatever. And then as soon as you kind of drop them, it's kind of like, you know, yeah job done and that's over to a different team or whatever so i think yeah i think onboarding is almost you know i mean again it's 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 another way of selling to to, to a certain extent it's a bit like look it's confirming look you've made the right choice we're, we're the yep. right people we're passionate about this thing whatever it is whatever your business is we're passionate and now we're going to get the details we need off you so you can do the thing that you want to do mm -hmm. you know and and by the way you know we might along the way be able to tell you about some of the other stuff we do and you know do you know we also do this and, and all yep. that sort of so I, yeah, I think onboarding is key, and it's you know, again, I always try to say to people, take it back to your real life, you know, because sometimes in digital, it's very easy to get 
excited by technology or excited by sort yeah. of articles you've read and stuff. But you actually think, you know, that the best feeling in the world is when you've um, you feel as, as a person you've made the right decision, right? So you know, yeah. you've you've decided that you want this company to paint your house, or you've decided that this is this is the tar dealership you want to buy your automobile from, whatever it is, and then actually the experience just gets better. That's brilliant. You know, and that's when you tell your friends and you get all the recommendations and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, on onboarding, absolutely, yeah, huge, huge part of the process. Yeah. Um, to your point about, like, going to a restaurant even, it's a different, totally different industry, but the same principles apply, right? So if you heard great things about this restaurant, presumably if they did have customer service, there's already people out there spreading word of mouth, which is free marketing, by the way. Um, you show up to the restaurant, if you have a bad server experience, you know, the water doesn't show up within a certain couple of minutes, they don't come and take your order. You know, that's that's a terrible onboarding experience. Right. And so it's going to affect your perception of the entire uh, rest of that restaurant experience. Right. And the same happens for software, too. Right. So if you don't have that great initial experience and and your expectations aren't met when you first you know try out a software product, uh, your perception of that product going forward, even if you do get onboarded, it's not going to be a positive one. Exactly. And, you know, mistakes happen, right, even in you know, restaurants or whatever, you know, occasionally, I don't know people they took a bad dish or you know someone gets food spilled on them and again it's all about you know how they react to that you know the recovery and and you know again that's like real life that kind of builds the relationships right so i think sometimes it can be you know i'm guilty of this myself sometimes sometimes you think i just want everything to be absolutely perfect and you know we're gonna we're gonna keep on building this this sort of you know this, this customer flow until it's the best customer flow in the world yeah but actually you know it's people are quite i think people are quite forgiving and people are quite human you know, yeah. obviously they're human, right? So if, if, if you have that interaction. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's it's kind of, you know, and also particularly for, for I know we're talking about all types of businesses here, but also for, for a lot of online businesses, customer service is actually where, where you sort of surface your humanity. You know, that, that may sound a bit grand, but it's when you actually, you know, make people realise, hey, we're people here. You know, okay, you're interacting with a website, but it's been put together by people who love what they do, who are passionate about what they do, and, you know, and, and want, want you the customer to have a good experience so yeah i think servicing all of that is really important definitely and um i guess what are some other core uh some core aspects of customer service that every every startup should consider right so you mentioned an faq earlier that's kind of like the that's kind of a given right what are you what are your thoughts about like chat bots and maybe some of the other features that have kind of popped up over the last few years again i think it's I think it's about the implementation, right? And I think it's again about putting putting yourself in the customer's shoes. So um, chatbots are interesting, right? So chatbots are very trendy at the moment, and yep. you know everyone seems to want a chatbot. And I think you know for certain types of product, absolutely great. You know if if, if you're I don't know, um, for example, you know I'm I'm relatively techy. So if I'm if I'm on a technology software provider's website and they've got a chatbot and it's implemented well, great. You know, yeah. but if but, you know, let's say it's not implemented well, then actually suddenly it can become really, really annoying. So suddenly if I'm just like, you know, sitting there, don't, you know, agent, human or regurgitating <laughs> yeah. stuff, that's quite annoying. Um, also, I think, you know, is it appropriate to to all your customers? So, you know, if, um, you know, without being too cliche, but if, you know, if you've got an aging user base, for example, mm -hmm. you know, are they going to be as comfortable with a chatbot as, as, as maybe... You know, Some you, of them like pick up the phone still. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's, you know, I think, I think I don't want to sound too negative. I think chatbots and, and all, you know, there's a huge amount of tools coming out all the time and, and they can be really, really great. But I think, you know, it it's all about implementation and it's all about, I think, making sure that 
you know, it's always, you really do think from a customer's point of view and, yeah. you know, that customer centricity. And I, I keep on sort of banging on about it, but and it's almost like one of those phrases everyone say, oh, yeah. I'm talking, of course, you're customer centric and stuff. But, but sometimes it can be really easy just to forget, but, you know, not everyone's on a fast internet connection. Not everyone's got a stable internet connection, you know, yeah. all this sort of stuff. Not everyone's on a modern machine. So, you know, how well will a chatbot work in that sort of scenario? You know, that, that they're the sort of questions you need to ask, I think. Yeah, and I think all of us have been through that that endless chatbot loop, right? <laughs> when, you know, like we talked about earlier, trying to get to the uh, simple question that 80% of the customers have, and you just want to get right to that answer and make it nice and easy. But a lot of times with bad implementation for these chatbots, you just get stuck in this loop asking for this, the same question. It just sends you around in circles. And once again, that just comes back to a bad customer experience, right? Completely. And yeah, and your opinion of, of the organization or company that you're dealing with is kind of going down and down and down and down, yeah. you know, and it's, yeah. And I, I also think it's a bit disrespectful. Like people are time poor, right? So if people have come, you know, to your website and they're trying to interact with you, you know, it's, you've got to be conscious, like actually, you know, I think oh, we don't have time for you. <laughs> Here, yeah, here's yeah, this yeah. chatbot for you. Go have fun with that. <laughs> exactly. And you sort of wonder sometimes about the testing. I mean, there's been a funny story in the UK um, the last few days about there's some delivery company that have implemented a chatbot. And it turns out you can sort of start asking this chatbot all sorts of rude things and crazy things and stuff. So people have just been kind of, you know, um, videoing that and sharing that. And it's like, you know, it's that can't have had much testing do you know what i mean it's a sort of yeah. it's that sort of stuff and it's a, and you, it's a bit like in their hurry to sort of say they've got a chatbot perhaps maybe they sort of thought actually this is not necessarily the best thing so yeah it's always about quality of implementation i think is, is a really important thing yeah don't just treat it like a checkbox hey we have customer service right um because i think the the kind of the underlying theme here that we've been discussing is that um customer service really is the pillar your entire business is built around it right both from understanding the customer uh, you know, having a great experience from the moment they interact with your brand, that's going to build long-term, that's going to, A, get you the customer in the door, and two, convert them, three, keep them around as a long-term customer that's actually going to be, you know, a net promoter for your company and actually spread the word. But customer service is one of the most important pillars of any successful organization. It really is. And I mean, you know, the classic example that everyone goes to, but they just, they just live and breathe it is Amazon, right? You know, you sort yeah. of, it's just incredible, you know, if something doesn't turn up and you, you talk to their you know, the other day I was actually something that should have been delivered hadn't been delivered. So I, you know, I, I was thinking, okay, I'll go through their service channels and they're putting me through to an agent. And I sort of get that slight fear of dread when it's like, okay, I bet the agent's just not going to be very helpful because that's not an Amazon experience, but that's kind of what the experience is with a lot of other, you know, uh, sort of online chats that I've had, you know, yeah. and they were brilliant. They were fast, it was resolved, they sent out a new thing, you know, and. And I'm sure we've all experienced so many people saying Amazon are great. You know, it's to the point now that I think a lot of customer behavior of something like Amazon is like, I'm not even going to price check because I kind of, yeah. I kind of trust this company, but it's probably going to be competitive. So, and I know they're going to deliver and I know if there's a problem, they're going to sort it out. And so yeah. you've got this, you know, this massive halo effect. And, and you know, I think Amazon have always understood that, yeah, technology is important and, you know, lots of lot, you know, having great products is important, but my God, they put customer service up, up there at front and center of everything they, they've done. And, yeah, know. I always say it's not what you do, it's how you do it, right? Yeah. So you can't just, you know, just having a marketplace is one thing, but having a great customer experience all the way down to their uh, vertically integrated logistics, right? So they have Prime, they could deliver, you know, sometimes within a few hours, <laughs> it's crazy, but, you know, they could even do it within 24 hours, you know, kind of on, on, on the average one to two days if you're a little bit further out, but um, they just built this whole vertically integrated, great experience all the way through for the customer. Exactly. Yeah, great um, business. 
So I guess what other predictions do you have for customer service trends in 2024 that SMB should be uh, aware of? Well, I think, you know, I think at the moment, obviously, you know, economies aren't doing as well as, as, as they were. So I think, um, you know, the, I think a lot of a lot of big businesses might be tempted to, to sort of trust on their service spend. And in some ways, actually, you know, often that means that they're going to do more stuff online and they're maybe going to, you know, cut down the number of people that they either have in store or they have on, on phones and that sort of stuff. Um, so, you know, in one way, you know, that should be good for companies like Malcolm, right? But again, it's... I worry about implementation. So I, I think, you know, for startups and SME, SMBs, um, there's kind of an opportunity here to actually, again, you know, go out on the front foot and, and just use, um, you know, customer service as, as a means to differentiate. Yeah. You know, so I think, um, you know, it's it's all, it's always, um, it's always obviously the quality of what you do. So even, yeah. you know, even with Malcolm, we, we can give you the tools to, to write answers to your questions and, and create user journeys. Um, but you know you have to write quality answers, right? You have to you have to actually put that quality content in. You have to design customer flows in a way that will make sense. You know we 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 can give you the tools to do that, but we yeah. can't we can't actually um, sort of do absolutely everything. So I think the opportunity there is in in 2024 is you know for all businesses to basically look look at how how we do customer service and actually say okay what can we do to really just lift it up a level to yeah. really make sure you know that that we're we're competing. You know, we're standing out against all our, all our capacities. Um, so, yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. I think, um, and I think, yeah, and I think the businesses that do that will, will do well. I think you're going to see a lot of other businesses who just sort of tuck customer service and then... Yeah. Or automate them. everything without a yeah. good implementation strategy, of course. Exactly. That's it. And then that's just frustrated customers. You know, And again, I've seen that just on my own little social networks. You know, I've seen people yeah. who are kind of, um, you know, had pricing increases from, you know, internet providers or something like that you know and people will say well get in touch with them haggle and they're like well i can't you know i can't get through and all yeah. this sort of stuff and then people just sort of say well I, my my provider is really great and you know and then you see these customers migrate to to other providers so you know so i think it is i think 2024 is going to be challenging uh, you know in general for for, for for lots of businesses but i think there's always opportunity right and there's always you know um you know and and so the more nimble sort of customer service focused businesses i think can really you know, take advantage of, of, of people who neglect that and I think you know bring bring more customers to them. Yeah, there's a, always a silver lining in it, right? And a, a lot of companies are moving towards automation. So I think there's gonna be, you know, some automation's great always. So use the tools that are there to, you know, leverage them. But um, there's gonna be a pushback against AI and too much automation at some point because a lot of these bigger companies, especially if they're publicly traded, you know, they're looking quarter to quarter, trying to cut costs and just, you know, they care about the bottom line so much that um, they're going to end up missing out on that great customer experience because they're going to try to automate as much as possible. But um, I'm, we're already starting to kind of see it, right? People complaining about uh, too much automation, those chatbot loops, that sort of thing. I think that's going to start to also take off in the next year or two as well. And there'll actually be a pushback towards more authenticity, um, you know, away from just relying 100% on artificial intelligence and automation. Yeah, I agree completely. And I think, you know, you, I can see, you know, actually quite soon that certain companies will go out on saying, look, we don't, we don't have AI, we don't have automation, yeah. you know, you can pick yeah. up the phone. Um, and again, you know, a bit of like a broken record, it's all about quality of implementation, right? I mean, I always think that airlines are quite an interesting example. So if you're ever on, you know, your flight gets cancelled, and then a lot of the time people tell these stories where it's like, okay, we were rebooked, but we were rebooked on the most bizarre routing ever, you know? So on one level, that's automation trying to solve yeah. the problem, flight cancelled, let, let's get this person where they want to go to 
but obviously it's not been done in a way that's, that's particularly useful. So then suddenly you've got the problem. Everyone's like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to that routing. I don't want to do, you know, on four planes when I can be on one plane. Okay, yeah. I need to get in touch with someone. I need to phone up or I need to like get through to somebody. And then of course you can't because there's very little sort of actual human resource there. Yeah. And suddenly loads of people, all the same people on your flight are trying to get through. So I think, you know, it's, it's always easy to criticise, you know, nobody gets it right first time, all this sort of stuff. I'm sure the airlines are trying to make that stuff better and better over time. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's, I think there is a danger, like you say, of, you know, maybe at board level people go, this is great, we can save loads of money and everyone tells us it's brilliant, you know, so, so you know, run with it. This seems like an exciting project. And then actually suddenly, you know, down at the customer level, there's yeah. always people going, I'm never going to fly with that airline again because, you know, you know, this is what happened to me. And that sort of stuff takes... You know, I've seen that happen quite a lot where that can take a few years to un unfold, right? So, yeah. and often the people who've you know, started the strategy off have long gone. Yeah. Then, you know, but then it turns out that a lot of those customers, the next time they do their annual trip or whatever, would not, yeah. will not fly on that airline. So, yeah, I think you have to, I think you have to sort of be pragmatic. You have to take a sort of, you know, long term view. Again, you know, broken record, you have to bring it back to the customer viewpoint if you were a customer. Yeah, and this has happened to you. Would would you appreciate everything being automated, or yeah, do you want to talk to a human? Yeah, and I think that's important though to keep you know hit, hitting on that message, right? Because as we know in marketing, consistency is key. So you know, even if you say it like a broken record, <laughs> if anybody's listening, just uh, that's the key message you got to walk away from this. Automation's great, but it's all about how you implement it uh, the right way. So yeah, and also I think it's really important. So one one of the things sort of I briefly touched on is is so. And we see, we see this a lot with, with customers um, who are setting up Malcolm. Yeah. Is you know we always say look take, do take the time when you write your FAQs and when when you sort of design your customer flows because it's almost you know you need to sort of surface your ethos you need to surface your sort of yeah. uh, tone of voice. So you know one one of the things that Malcolm will help you do is if, you know if you're a business that actually customer service is, is really important to you, we're going to help you kind of uh, self service more. So we're going to help you actually kind of do more, maybe do more when you're closed, you know, drive all those efficiencies, that sort of stuff. But what you don't want is, you, you know, you've probably actually spent a long time nurturing your customers. You know, you don't want to just suddenly say, oh, it's all online now. You know, so you need to actually make sure that, you know, the quality of that experience is really good. That actually, you've got a tone of voice that's consistent, you know, that, you know, your policies are fair and make sense. You know, like sometimes, um, you know, I, I've seen many examples where sometimes people don't actually realise how bad their policies are. So they yeah. might be a customer complaining. You know, I mean, we've all had that thing happen. When something's gone wrong, you've asked for a refund or something, and somebody said, uh, no refunds, or, you know, yeah. we've, and it's like, what? That's suddenly like <laughs> super horrible. And um, yeah. so, you know, so I think it's, you know, treat customers as you would like to be treated. It's that, it's that sort of thing with, you know, as part yeah. of, of this process, you know, review what are your policies on things? What is your tone of voice? You know, often, you know, a cancelled, I mean, on, with a lot of online products and things like that, you know, sometimes, you know, intent to cancel. Can, can be a great opportunity to bring a customer back, you know. Yeah. And, it's, and I've seen, you know, I've seen, you know, companies that basically make it very, very hard to cancel. Yeah, really like Jim. <laughs> yeah, completely. And then hit the customer with loads of fees on the way out. Yeah. Oh. And yeah, and it's crazy. And it's like, okay, so you've just basically now, you know, completely soured your reputation for life with those customers. Well, actually, you could completely turn that around and say, why are you canceling? Yeah. You know, oh, okay, it's because it's too expensive. Okay, you know, so you could afford... You could afford almost as much, but did you commit to a longer period of time or whatever? Again, going back to the human thing, it's like having a conversation. Yeah. You know, it's um, and I think so. Even though we're all talking about automation and digitization and self-service, 
again, it's that human element. It's like, you know, you, you have to surface that within your, your kind of online persona, if you like. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's really a thin line between love and hate, right? Yeah. So to your point, like a really unhappy customer could easily be flipped around into like your best net promoter. Um, just if you address that with a positive, you know, caring uh, perspective and you actually listen to the customer and resolve the issue, um, that person could really easily flip back over to being a really happy customer that's want to go out and be, you know, one of the top promoters for your company. Yeah, completely. And I mean, and we have experience of that with Malcolm. You know, back in the early days, we, we've had people, you know, email in sort of angrily saying, this is a bug or, you yeah. know, this doesn't work. And we've been like, you know, sometimes it, you know, sometimes it was a bug. And so we're thanked them. But other mm -hmm. times, you know, it's maybe a bit of a misunderstanding with the way that we've described the feature or whatever. But actually, if you, if you sort of say to someone, look, well, first of all, thank you for getting in touch yeah. and, you know, taking the time to give us that feedback. That's really appreciated. Yeah. Actually, you know, and asking their opinion. And, yeah, some of those people have gone on to be, become our biggest advocates. So it's definitely true. Yeah, that's the biggest problem too. Like a lot of times you you don't want to, some companies don't want to hear the bad news, right? But you, if you create this, like, if you create this welcoming atmosphere where people can come and give you feedback, you're going to really actually discover pro problems with their product or maybe your experience that you can improve upon and make your business better overall. So if you have that welcoming environment as part of your customer service strategy, I mean, you're going to be getting great intelligence and, and feedback from your customers directly to you. Oh, completely. And I mean, to give you an example, you know, with Malcolm, so we've got a really simple feature that any any bit of content or any user journey that you, you put into Malcolm, you can just turn a, a feature on that lets people give you feedback and it, only your team will see that. It doesn't get published to the world. And um, it's incredible what you get. And, you know, sometimes like even, you know, the most meticulous clients who have sort of, you know, written all this, all this sort of, um, you know, copy about how to do something and it's gone through loads of checks yeah. you know a customer will point out but you've missed out this bit or yeah. you don't know how to do that they're like my god we have yeah. you know they're quite right um and sometimes you'll get you know great ideas people will just feedback and go oh, that's great but really good if, if this should happen or you know ooh, and it's just amazing and again it's just you know no one can know everything right so even if you're immersed the whole time in in, in your business you're always going to get you know a nugget of, of feedback from from someone so yeah it's and then basically you're you know, going back to that 80-20 thing you were mentioning, you, you then can revise, um, you know, your your answer. So it's always getting better over time. So actually, you know, um, yeah, yes, 80% of stuff's probably been asked before, but that doesn't mean you still can't make the answer better and better and better, you know, and, and over time, that, that that's, that's what you can do. And it's, you know, it's really, it, it's really rewarding, you know, that actually, and you see, and people can also just, you know, give a thumbs up or a thumbs down on content. Yeah. So again, you can see over time that actually normally the more quality, um, your answer becomes the more thumbs up you'll get, and, you know, and that's that's a happy customer. And yet you haven't actually had to spend human time dealing with them. You know, you've kind of invested the time up front, and then the dividends keep keep kind of coming. And a lot of people just want to help, right? So just uh, yeah, create a create an open environment. Just let them, you know, let it let your customers, you know, do the talking for you and just provide feedback. There's so much more you can do with that with that intelligence. That yeah, a lot of a lot of big companies just kind of bottle themselves up from and. Now the people on the big board seats kind of, you know, they're so far away from the customer service level. Um, you know, I really respect a lot of a lot of companies that where the CEO, for instance, might even go out to, you know, serve people on the Starbucks drive-through line, uh, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Just seeing at the ground level what the customer experience is really like, and seeing how people, you know, how people are experiencing your brand. And a lot of it's very easy to get a, to get away from that and just look at a look at you know Excel spreadsheets and reports <laughs> without any context, right? Completely. And I mean, you know, I mean, there's so many examples of that. I mean, one, I'm sure you've had this. One of the most annoying things that I personally find is you can, you'll try and get through to a company and often it can be quite hard 
So often, like you, you know, you sort of negotiated a chatbot. You've finally got a phone number. You phoned up. You've been through a voice menu. You've hold, you've held for about half an hour. Yeah. And then suddenly they'd be like, "Oh, okay, we, it's not us who deals with that. You 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 need to phone a different department." And I'm like, yeah. "My God, this is like crazy." And it's it's the classic example, you know, of sort of an, an inward-looking company making their sort of you know departments and process be the customer's problem. And, yeah. and yet, I bet you those companies still say they were customer-centric. And it's yeah. so annoying, right? And you and you know, you, and I'd be at the very least, and you get them to phone me. And like, yeah. oh, no, no, we can't make out your own calls. And so you're just like, "Oh my God." Um, you know, but again, for SMBs and um, in the UK we call them SMEs. So I keep on falling over that word. Sorry, but um, for SMEs or SMBs and um, startups, yeah, that's an opportunity, right? You know, there's all there's all these big players who are often trying to shooting themselves in the foot all the time. Yeah. And again, if, if you're the person who can just you know just put yourself in the shoes of a customer and you know just you know complete complete the thing for them, be a bit more helpful than they've asked. Yeah. You know, it goes so far. It's amazing. And any size company can compete with this, you know, and I compete with the bigger companies just with this strategy alone. I've seen a lot of really small companies or even the founders answering people's questions. And, you know, people really love that kind of stuff, right? They'll go, they'll go say the CEO of the company talked to me or I talked to the founder. And especially as startups, you know, A, you're getting, you know, direct customer feedback, making your product experience better, especially during the formation stages when you're trying to get to product market fit. But, you know, you're really, you know, building a reputation for your company as somebody that actually cares about your customers. Completely. Yeah, 100%. Well, um, you know, we're getting close to the end here, but we'd love to learn more about what you guys have next down the pipeline and, you know, why should people check out Malcolm and come by you guys in a, in the SaaS marketplace? Well, I think, you know, the SaaS marketplace, obviously, there's a bewildering uh, array of products out there. And, you know, I think, you know, what we try and do with Malcolm is we are genuinely coming from a sort of love of, of customer service and kind of, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of experience doing you know, building systems in that world and listening to customers. So, yeah, you know, we've got we've got new features coming out. Obviously, we've got little incremental improvements. We've got um, bigger sort of releases coming out. We're looking at doing things like appointment booking and and stock products in the next year, um, which is great. But but you know, it's it's we're kind of slow and steady. We're not, you know, we we kind of listen to our customers. So a lot of the features that we add, people have suggested. Yep. You know, um, and. I guess comparing us to other products, sometimes I feel like, you know, you look at some sort of products that, that, that might look like a comparison to Malcolm and they're very, very wide. You know, they're doing sort of telephony and they're doing all sorts of things. And we've, you know, we've tried to actually sort of stay reasonably focused on 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 what we know works, basically, actually from from, from our sort of, you know, experience building stuff for, for, for really huge companies. Um, and, you know, and it's, yeah. So I think we're going to be doing more of that. Well, I think there's a real sort of craft and attention to detail within, within Malcolm. Um, yeah, and it's, yeah, and hopefully that comes through when people use the product and see see these little features that may not actually look the most exciting on the outside, but actually if you're doing that job, if you're servicing, you know, um, a lot of customers, they're really helpful and there's some really cool little features in there. Sounds like you guys practice what you preach, so and you guys are made to be successful with this product. Well, hopefully, and I think, you know, we're not, we're not a sort of VC-funded company that's, that's kind of just, you know, make personal names for ourselves and sort of gallop off into the sunset selling the customers on you know we we really we've been doing this for 20 years so we we sort of are yeah we are very passionate genuinely like you know this is the area that we have a lot of expertise in and that we're very passionate about and so we hope hope that comes across in, in the product yeah definitely and uh your your passion for the subject too obviously so you know, i think yeah, uh yeah, we've been to you for a long time about about customer service 
and I love your guys' branding too. So that tells you, you guys understand marketing. <laughs> well, hopefully, and again, it, it, you know, it's how can I say it brings it brings. If you've not seen our branding, it features a, a monkey, a cheeky monkey called Malcolm. Um, I'd say it brings brings a human touch to it. Probably brings a sort of yep. uh, a primate touch to it more more than that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we're just trying to stand out a little bit because I think also. Um, you know, and again, I've, I've also been guilty of this in the past. Sometimes if you work in tech, you work in, 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 in the software world, you know, you kind of think everyone does and everyone sits in front of a computer and is on high speed yeah. connections and all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, we're, we're trying to not be too, we don't, we want to position ourselves as a bit more sort of fun. And actually we're more about our customers world, you know, so a lot of people may be watching this, you know, are entrepreneurs, they run their own business or, you know, they're, they're, they're in a department of a bigger company, you know, and they're probably busy, right? They've probably got a lot of other things that, that, they're, that they're doing. Um, and we're here to help them. You know, we can help them hopefully make their customer service much, much better. But, um, yeah, we kind of, we don't really like sort of talking tech language and, and you know, being too, being too sort of tech self-obsessed because I think there's a little bit of that sometimes. And actually we're, we're kind of more interested in, in our sort of customers' businesses. So, yeah, so the branding was an attempt to kind of be a bit, bit more fun, a bit sort of, yeah, not just look like a sort of another another boring tech company. Yeah, it's good to just always put yourself in other people's shoes. You know what I mean? And that's uh, the key to customer success is to really generally care about their problem. And to your point, just uh, you know, don't assume everybody's like you and they don't understand your product like you do. They don't understand tech even like you do. So you know, design an experience that really addresses you know all types of customers that aren't proficient maybe as in your product as you are, obviously. So yeah, exactly. I think that's the other thing. Yeah, you can't you can't you know we we. You know, our product can, in some parts, be quite complicated, and, and we we're always there to handhold our customers and help them set things up, and you know, and, and we do an awful lot of that. And I think that's, you know, again, touching on what we were talking about earlier, it's it's once you've signed up or sold a customer, that's yeah. just the beginning, right? It's not the end. It's like yeah. actually, okay, hopefully you've convinced them enough to to kind of you know trust you with, with a with a problem or a service or whatever. But yeah, then you have to do that whole you know handholding, and you and you have to make sure they have a. A positive experience you have to educate them about your product you know help help them set it up in the best way but that you know that's all part and parcel i think of, of running a great business and i think it's yeah. um you know and again it's sometimes that can drop off when when people um digitize stuff and again yeah. the ethos with malcolm is no 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 we, we we will help you digitize stuff but we won't let that stuff drop off we want to you know, we almost want to help you create a digital version of yourself that has that ethos, that has that attention to detail, that has that tone of voice, you know, that has that still that caring aspect, um, but can serve your customer at three in the morning or can help you scale beyond the level that you're at now. You know, that, that, that I think is the key thing. That's the key. Yeah, that is the key takeaway there. So automation, but without sacrificing on the human experience, it's still providing, you know, that great customer experience that people deserve and, you know, look forward to. So. Uh, Tom, once again, thank you so much for coming on today. Oh, everybody, great, yeah, great to be here. Everybody, check out Malcolm. We have it in the B2B SaaS marketplace. Um, Tom Jordan, it's been a pleasure having you on. We could go for hours on this because I'm a big yeah. fan of customer service. <laughs> so, like, we can totally geek out about this topic all day long. Um, but yeah, definitely appreciate you coming on. Love your product, love the branding over there. I uh, highly recommend everybody to check out Malcolm. And Thanks, the yep, likewise. Thank you, bud. Take care. Cheers. Bye bye.